Welcome to the Making Connections podcast with your host, Spencer Raposo. This podcast was made to interview current registered kinesiologists in Ontario and talk to them about what they do and where they see the future of the profession going. The goal of the podcast is to get a conversation going about kinesiology as a regulated health profession in Ontario. Each episode, we'll bring on a new guest with loads of experience as an ARKIN that will share their story and any advice for any new ARKINs and kinesiology students about current opportunities in the field. In this episode, I interview Malik Corby Corbett, registered kinesiologist, but also known as Malik the Kin. Malik is a Toronto-based kinesiologist that specializes in movement and performance optimization. He graduated from the University of Guelph Humber, where he credits a lot of his skill and confidence in his career today. Since interviewing Malik, he now works as a strength and conditioning intern with the Toronto Marlies. In this episode, he talks about his fascination with human performance at a young age how you don't get hurt on a table so you shouldn't rehab there, and how kinesiology can be a one-stop shop for all things health, fitness, and wellness. Enjoy. Hey, Mike, how's it going today? Good, how are you doing? I'm doing okay. Um, I just wanted to welcome to the uh, Making Connections podcast today and pretty much just say uh, thank you for coming on. Thank you. I'm looking forward to it. Should awesome. Yeah, I know. Uh, I remember when I first kind of started looking to like different Arkins, even at the beginning of like, uh, not even before this podcast, I remember finding some of your stuff and mm-hmm. started following you and is interested in it. So it'll be kind of cool for a lot of the listeners who are maybe some other kin students or um, like new Arkins they can kind of look at and discover your kind of uh, brand that you've kind of created as well. So um, we'll get kind of right into it. And I want you to kind of let everyone know um, how long you've been at Arkin. You can start with like where you in school and graduate it and wrote the exam. And then after that, I want you to kind of go into kind of your background story about kind of how you got to where you are now. And then we'll get a little bit into what you do currently. For sure. So for me, I graduated from the University of Guelph Humber in 2017. I wrote the exam as fast as I could, which was uh, the September writing in 2017. And I've been practicing as an Arkin since. And uh, I think for me, it's just I've always had a fascination with the human body and how you can make changes in it and mostly its applications to performance. So I remember even just... Before I knew anything about anything, I was just a young athlete playing baseball. And I remember being 11 years old, playing a game and looking at a row of houses beyond kind of the horizon of where the field was. And mm-hmm. I was thinking about if I did everything perfectly, like if my swing was perfect, if I timed everything, do I have enough strength in my body to hit the ball to those houses? And that was kind of just the spark that started triggering a whole bunch of things to figure out how do people improve and what are the mechanisms to improve performance and I've always had a passion for science as well so it was just like the perfect blend of science and performance 
Mm-hmm. So I knew from a pretty young age <clears throat> that kin was something that was of interest to me. And again, playing a lot of sports as a kid, you'd be watching games and you would see an athlete get hurt. And whenever an athlete got hurt, there was always somebody that ran across the field or ran across the rink and they came to that person's aid. And I'm like, I don't know who that person is mm-hmm. or what their title is, but I think whatever they're doing is cool. And I, I kind of want to do sure. that thing. So that was just like a few pieces that kind of sparked the beginning of Kin for me. And I went to mm-hmm. the University of Guelph Humber. And one of the best things about it was it was a super hands-on program. So it was very unique yeah. in the fact that you get a degree in uh, kinesiology from the University of Guelph, but you also get a diploma in fitness and health promotion. Yeah, um, there's so many that's... people that we ha- I've had on this podcast. It's, I don't even mean to do this. But they're almost all of them have come from the Gulf Humber and said good things because they yeah. have that like knowledge background that you get with that university experience. Yeah. But you also get, which is, I think, more important. And I'm sure you agree is that more practical hands on through Humber and the college part, which yeah. a lot of students like myself who came out of Western mm-hmm. didn't really have that hands on experience. I kind of had to like, create those experiences myself. Yeah. So that's definitely an awesome program that gets a yeah. lot of uh, hype uh, yeah, on this podcast for sure. <laughs> yeah, it was a huge just like blessing just to have that blend of the practicality and the theoretical. So as soon as I went for one of the nice things about the program too is you have two placements. <clears throat> so I did the uh, first two years of school, you have like class and whatnot, and then you have your placement in third year. And I remember just doing like really well in school. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to crush it. I'm going to go to mm-hmm. my placement. I'm going to get like 100% because they grade us. And I remember going there and like, it crushed me. I was like, wow, this is very different. <laughs> the real world is very different than the classroom and academic environment. And I think that was just one of the best experiences I had to understand, like, there's theory, there's practicality, and then there's the real world. And within my four years, I had the opportunity to kind of touch each piece of one of those things so that by the time I graduated, I felt very confident in knowing that what direction I wanted to go. And mm-hmm. in one summer, I actually took an onus on myself to be like, let me just do one extra placement and I I think I was going into third year I did uh, a placement at a sports clinic and mm-hmm. again the experience was just something I took home because all I was doing was ultrasounds changing sheets and just like cleaning up tables and like occasionally mm-hmm. I would sit in on an assessment and I always valued assessment but I was like if this is what Ken is and I'm just deemed to clean tables and do the work of other practitioners that they don't want to do. I'm like, nah, this isn't, this isn't for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but fortunately, while I was in school, I was very involved with the campus and I was the kinesiology society president for my third and fourth year. Nice. And one, during one event, I was talking at an event and there was a woman watching me from the back talking to a group of people. I'm like, this is kind of weird. This person's kind of just staring at me. And I'm like, uh, I don't know. So I'm just like talking, but like every so often I glance over and just like see her like smiling and staring at me. I'm like, I don't know, this is kind of weird, but <laughs> so goes life. Um, but after I was done the talk, she came up to me and she said, hi, my name is Dr. Karen. I'm the owner at uh, a sports clinic called Sports at Medical. And you look athletic. You should do your placement at my clinic. And I was like, oh, I guess this is my uh, interview for my fourth year placement. Cool. Nice. Uh, um, and I said yes to that. Um, that was kind of the pretty much the kickstart to my career because 
after my placement finished in January of my fourth year, I uh, they offered me a job there, and I was kept pretty much just as a Cairo assistant. And what I did mm-hmm. was a lot of exercise programming, and from learning from her, I picked up a lot of cool assessment techniques and understanding the human body and started to link mm-hmm. big picture concepts. And for me, I always had a curiosity for not just that people got hurt, but why did you get hurt? So mm-hmm. often people will be like, oh, my knee hurts. And they'll kind of complain about knee pain. And they'll think that their treatment's okay, we're going to do some soft tissue on your knee, maybe some stretches, send you with some modalities, and then off you go. But from really early on, I learned that knee pain is not knee pain unless it's knee pain. Or a knee problem is not a knee problem unless it's a knee problem. In the mm-hmm. sense that oftentimes there's something coming from your ankle or something coming from your hip. And that's where the dysfunction happens. So that was kind of how I grew into it. And then over the course of my first year there, um, the clinic also got a contract with Rugby Ontario as the primary medical providers for sporting events. So essentially mm-hmm. all the athletic therapists that go out the fields and games, our clinic was responsible for sending them out. And I remember Dr. Karen saying to me, like, hey, do you want me to cover some sports stuff? I was like, yeah, sure. That's yeah, what yeah. I wanted to do. It sounds like a pretty cool gig. And my very first event was on my birthday i'm like man this is i'm gonna spend my birthday cool i'm at work but it was a really cool experience and that was three years ago and it's just grown so much since then and within my first Mm -hmm. year of doing that or it was actually my first summer i went to calgary for nationals with the junior rugby teams and Mm -hmm. that was a really cool experience just to see how do you run the medical aspect of a team from landing the plane to doing the warm-ups cool downs treating everything in between and just making sure the athletes are available and from there just built really good connections with the rugby Ontario community and the teams and I've been on probably around 13 tours now nice so it's been a really cool experience one of the ones that stands out to me is the second so my second summer I went to uh, Vancouver with the U18 rugby team for sevens and we made it to the championship. So the championship game was at uh, BC Place. Mm-hmm. So we played in front of 30,000 fans. And That's crazy. I, yeah, it was wild. It was just like, there's no other experience like it. I was like, this is truly what pro sports is like, just to be on the field and the deafening sounds of the crowds. And you can't even mm-hmm. hear people around you. And just performing at that level was mm-hmm. was amazing. And halfway through the game, one athlete got hurt at the far corner of the field. And I was like, this is me. So... Nice. I have to like run out, or run out across the field, and mm-hmm. that kind of brings it like full circle back to like yeah, it's not the same full circle, yeah, yeah. Younger me being like, I don't know what this job is, but like I want to do it to kind of finding my way through it and saying yes to a lot of opportunities and mm-hmm. running across the field in front of thirty thousand people to make sure my athlete can get up and finish the game. Mm-hmm. It was really cool. We ended up winning the game. We won the championship, and nice. All the coaches love to joke around that I was the happiest person at that game. <laughs> um, just because it was just really cool to kind of find that pathway and since then I've been to BC a bunch I've been out to the east coast um, mm-hmm. I've run a whole bunch of events I've been to New York Florida did a pro game in Washington um, so it's been a really cool experience and last yeah. December I actually went to New Zealand with the Canadian team for the world school sevens and nice did all of their stuff yeah. too and it's that's yeah. yeah that's your 
kind of journey and experience is a lot different than let's say a lot of other kins that I've kind of spoken with because mm-hmm. I even think for myself being in kin I, I always wanted to be like I, I was always an athlete myself and always wanted to maybe work with athletes and I feel like that doesn't always happen especially mm-hmm. with a lot of kin students like yeah they, I want to work with high performance athletes and blah 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 but they end up just working in a clinic so I think yeah. your kind of job and your role is re- really unique in terms of actually working with high level athletes and performance um, so with that in mind I want you to kind of talk about then what exactly do you do as a kinesiologist at sports side medical mm-hmm. um, yeah. break that down a little bit and even how that how does that differ to what you do as a sport therapist with Rugby Ontario, which I'm assuming the, the, the Rugby Ontario is more of like a, like on the field sort of stuff. But I'm sure there's other things you use from both together. Yeah. Yeah. So for me in clinic, so at Sportside, like a part of that whole growth is we actually purchased a gym facility um, that's adjacent to our clinic. So it's actually like they're connected together now and it's kind of two parts to what I do. So one part I do is a lot of rehab with athletes. And like I was touching on before, it's sourcing where dysfunction comes from for an athlete. So when an athlete complains about uh, back pain or my shoulder hurts and my hip hurts, it's for me, it's taking a very big picture approach and Mm -hmm. I'll always do a a very specific movement screen to figure out where, where the breakdown is happening. And sometimes it's something as small as your hip is bothering you because your big toe isn't working or Mm -hmm. your Achilles is bothering you because you're not getting the appropriate glute activation. So it's kind of Mm -hmm. doing those assessments Mm -hmm. and then taking the athletes through their rehab. And one big thing I like to tell athletes is you don't get hurt from lying on a table. So it wouldn't be appropriate to just do all your treatment on a table and then send you off on your way. So that's one part. And the second part of what I do is I'm the head strength coach at our facility there. So it's a lot of kind of taking those same principles of, how do athletes get hurt and where does this function happen mm-hmm. to now taking those pieces and being preventative and training it with the athletes that I work with. And it's a majority of hockey players, there's rugby players, um, a few track athletes, and then a mix of a bunch of fun, random stuff in between. And one big thing that's important for me is to measure our outcomes. Cause it's really what like growing up in training, I was just like, okay, do you feel stronger? I'm like, I guess so. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. But, this not those objective measures so mm-hmm. over the course of time i've designed a pretty thorough assessment with timing gates and measurements for assessments and power and strength and stuff so that mm-hmm. as we train the athletes get really good buy-in to see like these are my numbers in the beginning mm-hmm. for sure the halfway this is the next part um so it's been a lot of fun to train there and take those pieces of how do athletes get hurt and then take them to the next level and being very mindful of Although a lot of athletes want to be do the classic bench squat deadlift, mm-hmm. sometimes the most appropriate thing for them is to let's learn how to breathe, let's learn how to core brace, then we'll get up and move and do those fun big things. But mm-hmm. let's not forget our fundamentals for, for sure. the sake of pushing big weights to say we did it kind of thing. And no, then with, for sure. Yeah. And then with Rugby Ontario, um, my role started – so primarily my role is like when athletes get hurt, I have my medical kit, I have my fanny pack, and I run on the field, see what's going on with them, um, treat them if necessary, tape them up, and then go from there. So on a game day, um, if I'm working with a 15s team, it could be anywhere from an hour and a half of taping ankles, shoulders, hips, knees, wrists, everything before game. Pre-game, I'll run the team through a warm-up. Um, 
they'll be and then during the game I'll be walking the sidelines with the team to see if anything happens and I run on the field and then mm-hmm. post game it's the cool downs if there's any injuries it's creating treatments so that I can get back and it's really unique because when you're on a tour and you don't have all the luxuries of having your full facility worth of tools and modalities it's mm-hmm. how do I keep 25 athletes fairly healthy while we're in another province, another time zone for only four days. So there's not a whole bunch of time to recover. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's pretty unique there. And I'll also talk to them about nutrition, um, recovery techniques. I'll do aqua yoga if we have a pool available. So mm-hmm. anything that doesn't have to do with actually coaching the team, um, I'll take on that responsibility as my part of the team. No, that's awesome. Yeah, and that's super cool because, like, you get a mixture. Well, you're working, like, a mixture of, like, a kin in, like, more of a clinical, like, athletic setting. But then also mm-hmm. you're more um, have that kind of athletic therapist kind of role, sport therapist mm-hmm. with Rugby Ontario. So those are mm-hmm. definitely both kind of things that you kind of went to school for and kind of learned about and actually kind of get to use. Because I, I know yeah. I learned a bunch of, like, sports injuries uh, stuff and taping but like you don't really use that more in like a clinical setting where I am sort of idea so that's definitely cool um, that you can kind of use a lot of that stuff um, that you kind of learned so with that in mind um, you kind of explain there yeah what you do as a kinesiologist there at sports side and kind of what you do as a sport therapist at rugby Ontario I I want you kind of a little bit go into your kind of overall experience so far as a, as a kinesiologist and kind of your roles and how you got to where you are. So Mm -hmm. your like story, um, it wasn't that didn't take you that long to kind of get into where you're at. Whereas I know there's a lot of people that I've talked to that they have, they go through multiple jobs and try different things. Mm -hmm. So your experience obviously can be a lot different. And just like you and I, both of us have only been, Arkins for three years now so it's gonna be a lot different but I just wanted to know your kind of overall experience so far as a kinesiologist I think for me my overall experience has been it's been a lot of fun it's been a lot of learning and it's been it's been really just a cool experience for me it's I've had the opportunity to do a lot of things like you just mentioned and I think it just started with me saying yes to opportunities not knowing exactly where it's going to end. Like this whole sports therapist, sports side opportunity started for me just giving a talk at a presentation and mm-hmm. someone come up to me and was like, you look athletic. Um, so I think <laughs> saying, yes to, <laughs> saying yes to opportunities is good. But one big thing that I think is important as well is to know what your value is. And I find that even for me early in my career, it was hard to figure out like what what is my value to this market or to these people because again kin is such a new thing and it's expanding so fast there's not a lot of people to compare it to and be like okay this person is where i want to be as a kinesiologist they've been doing it for mm-hmm. 10 years yeah this yeah. person's been in it for 15 years this whole facility is only kinesiologist so there's a lot of kind of pioneering in the career where everybody is just taking things that they're passionate about and mm-hmm. just pushing that into yeah. what they want their career to be and one thing I did for me in 20, 2019, I'm not a big New mm-hmm. Year's resolution person, but I decided 2019, any idea that I think of, whatever it is, no matter how wild, I'm going to put 100% effort, doesn't mm-hmm. matter the cost, and I'm going to see what that can be and where that leads to. And that's why I created the brand Malik the Kin. Mm-hmm. And it was something that 
again, can I do so many things and people who saw me treat them only saw me as the person that treats them. My athletes mm-hmm. that I trained primarily only saw me as a strength coach and the athletes that I saw on field thought I was an athletic therapist and I'm like, not, I'm a kinesiologist. Yeah. Yes. So I created that brand Malik the Kin to show people that as a kinesiologist, you can do all these things under the title. And mm-hmm. I also really enjoy teaching. So I created a course, um, the Arkin prep course to help kins prepare mm-hmm. for the exam because mm-hmm. I found that what I was studying, it was a lot of scrolling through a lot of Facebook groups, trying to message older fourth year students or people that have graduated to kind of sure. get their notes. And there wasn't a very concise plan. So mm-hmm. I no. put like max effort into that. And I've run three iterations of it, of the course now. And nice, that's yeah. been a lot of fun. Um, I really like sporting apparel. So I did created like Malik the Kin sporting apparel and then doing photo shoots and I've done a lot of continuing education courses. So the biggest thing I would say is know what you're passionate about. Don't be scared to go after it and take the time to keep learning. One big thing I found is when I graduated, there wasn't a whole lot of opportunity to keep learning. It's kind of like you did it. Congratulations. Here's your papers. Go be free. Um, Mm -hmm. So to get information, you really got to look out for it. And courses that I've taken, I've taken some speed courses, um, Olympic lifting courses, reconditioning HQ by Jamie and Scott Livingston. It was an awesome course. I've taken neurokinetic therapy. I even took a sport massage course, um, which is pretty funny because everybody in there mm-hmm. was a massage therapist. And I'm like, I'm a kinesiologist, but same mm-hmm. skills. So, yeah. Yeah. No, that's awesome. Yeah. And like I said, like your, you, your experience is definitely a positive one in terms of mm-hmm. you've been able to do a lot in a short amount of time just because you made mm-hmm. that commitment to yourself, like you said to kind of just mm. go for it and it's kind of helped it's kind of helped you out in terms of discovering things you want to do and maybe in some things maybe you don't want to do too yeah, which is sure. which is part of the experience right mm-hmm. so um what i want to kind of chat about more and we kind of touched base on it a little bit earlier <clears throat> in the chat uh was where you kind of see the future of the profession of kinesiology going so i know both mm-hmm. uh, both of us are on the same page that yeah it's young um mm-hmm. in terms of it being regulated and some people would argue it's it's not young because there's been people that have been kind of kinesiologists for who knows 20 years right but it being a regulated health profession and it being kind of in the public eye is has increased substantially since we've kind of started so i want you to kind of give us your opinion where you see that future going yeah i think that it is a very broad thing and when i was in first year it was kind of scary because there was a lot of options but now that I've had some experience, I think it's really nice that you have a lot of options. And what the future, I think, the growth is, is the public's perception of what a kinesiologist is and how we work. And I think that people are going to really start to value wellness. It's pretty cliche, the kind of saying that health is well. For sure. Um, but now I think even just what the state of the world and how things are, I think if you don't have your health, it's it's not everything else in life is kind of secondary. So mm-hmm. kids are going to play a vital role in health, whatever that is, whether it's the performance spectrum or whether it's the activities of daily life, or if you're in any capacity really is can just being that next type of practitioner that can blend the performance can blend the health promotion can take pieces from rehabilitation and put all those pieces together to create a package for people where it's almost a one-stop shop and you could talk to somebody who knows everything across the spectrum and they could be 
your person to connect with, get you to your goals, or because we understand the health system so well, we can connect them with colleagues who have specialties and things that our clients or people that we work with might need. Mm -hmm, For sure. No, I totally agree in terms of like that future there is that wellness and health and wellness Mm -hmm. and taking care of yourself is such a big thing now. Mm -hmm. um, A lot of people kind of are starting to see the benefit of exercising, taking care of their body. um, And the, the knowledge and education is like you see it all over anywhere, like social media um, sure. and anywhere is that like being healthy and taking care of yourself is like cool. You know what I mean? Mm. And I think um, that's what I hope kinesiology can kind of do the same is you'll kind of see people like yourself, uh, myself kind of putting kind of content or conversations out there to kind of say that kinesiologists can do this and that it's a cool to take care of yourself and to mm. be healthy because yeah, everyone knows health is wealth, and that's super cliche. But I yeah. think it's it it's gets more evident, and people are starting to do it more and more now. For sure. And I'm sure even after all this COVID stuff, there's a lot of people that have been exercising that haven't. Mm-hmm. That'll look for, for some more guidance, and hopefully, kind of as a kin, we can kind of step in there and be like, "Yeah, we can help out with this, this, and this sort of stuff." Yeah. So, no, I totally agree with kind of what you're saying. Kind of blending a lot of stuff whether that's per performance health promotion rehab kind of that one-stop shop yeah i think just like the rise in people kind of gearing towards athleisure and even that Mm -hmm. just as a statement this is who i am i'm i like to kind of wear athleisure i think that's a really good segue into like if you're wearing these kind of things you kind of believe these things and all it takes is a kinesiologist to kind of for sure like hey this is how you blend it into your lifestyle so it's not just i show up to this Mm -hmm. place but now it's a lifestyle that i yeah no i totally agree that's a good kind of connection there next i wanted to kind of speak about um you kind of touched base upon it a little bit uh, but i wanted to leave this segment for any of the listeners now i know not that long ago you just gave some kind of advice Mm -hmm. um while you were talking about like the courses you've taken but Mm -hmm. i want you to kind of take this opportunity to any kind of key piece of advice you would give to any kind of new arcan that is listening now yeah for sure i think one big thing is like deep down inside everybody has a little voice that tells them this is what i like this is what i don't like mm-hmm. and just listen to that as your compass to help you navigate the spaces i think that it takes it takes some trial and error and trying to figure out where you want to be and how you want to work and what capacity but trusted in what you know and trusting what you like and even though you might come out to the field and be like oh I feel like I don't know anything I remember feeling that same way too and it's not that you don't know anything or that people are super smart it's just they have they have so many more years of practice ahead of you so just kind of commit to your education and one thing for me is like whatever each year I always make sure that I spend a good amount of time and energy and money just learning how to do more things and building my skill set and the biggest thing I'd say too is just bet on yourself coming from like athlete mentality for sure is like you know believe in your potential even though you might not know how to get there believe that you will get there and commit to that process and good things will happen no for sure or or we'll just have a talk and hopefully someone gives us a job but (laughs) no that's awesome no um 
before we kind of wrap up here, I wanted you to kind of just reiterate, if you can, just some of those kind of courses that you've taken and which ones mm-hmm. you really liked. And if yeah. there's any kind of like people, brands, things you follow, books mm-hmm. um, that you kind of recommend to any of the listeners here. For sure. I think one big course that changed the way I practice is Reconditioning HQ by Jamie and Saul Livingston. Um, just their ability to blend the concepts of strength and conditioning, rehabilitation, and turn it into a concept that has common language that you can use with other practitioners really gave me the mm-hmm. confidence to have the wording to know what I see. And then the biggest thing is the so what factor. It's like, okay, so what? You see that this person's foot is pronating. What are you going to do now? And that mm-hmm. course is really helpful there. Um, I took a course called Neurokinetic Therapy. That one was really unique. Um, I would say almost seems like voodoo because it's too wild to be true, but it's finding Mm -hmm. those connections between the human body and how the nervous system plays a big role in that. And in terms of people that I follow, I'm a big fan of Myo Detox. For sure. Um, And yeah, are you listening to that later today? Yeah. Yeah, I'll be there. I'll be there. Yeah, I think just their way that they go about interacting with their people and their values is something that has always stood out to me since I was mm-hmm. in second year or third year. And I follow them pretty much all the way through my career now. And that's really stood out to me. Um, and you pick up little ones along the way, like the prehab guys is a really good one. Reviews mm-hmm. put some good content out. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, so you find a bunch of different stuff as you go through and you kind of integrate it into what you do and you take pieces of everybody and turn it into your own methodology and mm-hmm. over time it becomes your type of practice. No, for sure. Thanks for sharing that stuff because I know there's a lot of people, even for myself, where people are mm-hmm. cu- kind of curious about different courses or things to kind of follow in kind of this space. So yeah. I just wanted to just uh, thank you for being on the podcast today. You you were an awesome guest with kind of lots to kind of share about your journey as an Arakin and kind of unique uh, working with kind of sports and athletic, which I don't see too much as much as you would think there would be more kind of kins in that kind of sport um, and performance space. Um, Not as many as you would think. So I just want to say, say thank you so much for sharing all the kind of words of wisdom for any of the new Arakins as well. Thank you for having me. This was a lot of fun. I enjoyed it. Yeah, no, it's awesome to kind of kind of let people know about your kind of story and kind of kind of reflect on it too, right? It kind of gets mm-hmm. you to think about what, what where you are and yeah. how you kind of got there. So yeah. uh, lastly, I just want to say thank you to all the listeners. Thanks for taking your time out today to listen to this full episode. I look forward to releasing more podcast interviews in the near future. If you know of any other ARKIN or registered kinesiologist that would be an awesome fit for this podcast, you can email me at makingconnections at gmail.com. Also, if there's any other questions, concerns, um, they can also be directed at the email or through our LinkedIn and Facebook page, both at Making Connections Podcast. Links for everything that we talked about today, from the courses to the different Instagram accounts will all be in the notes below. Um, thank you again for listening and have a great day and stay safe out there from the Making Connections team.
This podcast is brought to you by Kinformation, an online continuing education platform for kinesiologists. Visit kinformation.teachable.com for their latest certificate courses. Link will be in the show notes.